Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome back to Beauty Brains in a Big Mouth, the podcast. My name is Kim and you guys, I'm really excited about 2023. And based on the conversations I've been having, it sounds like a lot of people are really excited about 2023. So, and I I hope you're excited about 2023. Um, We get to move forward and we get to continue. We get to keep keeping on and that's exciting. Um, but in, um, in line with the new year and to kick off the new year, um, I want to share some timely and helpful information and, um, it's a topic that I'm kind of really excited about. And, uh, if you haven't noticed based on the title of the episode, how we make and break habits. So I actually found this, uh, topic on another podcast, the diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. And he was talking about basically the science and the research behind making and breaking habits. So he really did a deep dive into what goes on in our brains as far as making and breaking habits are concerned, read all the research and the studies about uh, what all goes into that and what is maybe keeping us from being successful in making and breaking habits. So why do most people's New Year's resolutions fail? Um, goal setting and practicing better habits. So there's there's significant science behind this idea. And of course, at the top of the year, everybody's setting goals, making resolutions. We're trying to figure out how we can be better this year than we were last year. And for me, any information I can get that's going to help me be more successful um, is going to be great. And the information in this podcast is just, it's mind-blowing. And what adds to that layer of mind-blowingness is the fact that This is not just theories. It's not somebody's opinions. It's literal science and research. And I love that. So we're talking about what is actually going on in your brain as far as forming habits, trying to break bad habits, all of the things. And I'm so appreciative that um, Stephen Bartlett went through and did what he did to give this information because, like I said, it's not his opinion. This was based on a deep dive that he did into the research. So the information that he provides is phenomenal. Um, He gives it to you in a way that's easy to understand. It's not a lot of technical jargon. It's not a lot of, you know, academic terms and all of the things. So you can listen and you can understand and you can apply, which is the most exciting thing about this. And so um, if you get the chance, go listen to his podcast uh, because it's really going to open up some things for you about how you make and break your habits, uh, your goal setting, and just how you can be better or figure out what is it that's happening that may be sabotaging you. So that's really kind of exciting Um, and like tips and things that you can do to, to stop that. So if you get the chance, go listen to this podcast. It's the Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. It's Making and Breaking Habits. It's phenomenal. 
Um, what he does is he gives you five rules with a bonus six rule about making and breaking habits. And so I'm not going to go into all the detail that he went into. I kind of just want to go over what I took away from this and um, why it's just so mind blowing to me and what I'd like to share with you and, and how, you know, this could apply, you know, for me. But like I said, if you get the chance to go listen to him, definitely listen. Um, but what I want to start with is the role of stress. So I think this is in the first rule that he gives. Um, stress is basically the Kickstarter for everything. If you haven't noticed, um, if you're adulting, that's pretty much everything right there, right? So the big thing about stress in this particular situation is that stress really is the motivator for our habits. And so when you think about bad habits, especially, stress is kind of what leads to that. So um, if you think about maybe overeating or the propensity to procrastinate or push off your workouts or not do something on your to-do list that's been on there forever. Um, all of those things, which are bad habits that I know none of us really like, but they are nine times out of 10 necessitated by stress. I'm stressed out. I don't feel like doing anything. I'm going to ignore this or I'm going to put it off for another day. It's fine. I don't have to do it today. I can do it tomorrow. You know, um, yeah, I'm stressed out and I don't feel like cooking tonight. I'm just going to drop by a drive through. I'm just going to order in, you know, and you're eating the food that you know you're not supposed to be eating or, you know, it's that that those sweets or the that ice cream that you just, you know, that you don't need. And, you know, it's like I'm not hungry, but I'm stressed. So I'm going to eat. Or for those of us that have other little addictions. Do you smoke when you're stressed out? Do you need a little bit of a drink when you're stressed out? Like what are those habits that you turn to when you're stressed out or habits that you ignore when you're stressed out? Um, and so the role of stress really uh, was interesting to me because more often than not, we don't think about it. We don't think about what we're doing and kind of when we do it. So, you know, I think about, you know, what are some of the bad habits that I have that I would like to get rid of? And then I think about, well, I don't do it all the time. So when do I do it? And then when you really do that deep dive, you're like, oh, yeah, it's the stress. <laughs> so, you know, I guess one of the pieces of advice really, of course, is, you know, to figure out how you can limit the stress. Um, figure out what the triggers are for the stress and see how you can get rid of that. Um, of course, stress is going to come from all areas of life and it's something that we just contend with. So to sit here and say, hey, get rid of your stress, that's going to make everything better is ludicrous. But to find ways that you can manage your stress more effectively without turning to those bad habits is something that we can be cognizant of in those moments. Um, so I thought that starting off with just introducing the idea that stress is a trigger was pretty revolutionary. It seems like it makes sense, but when you think about it, it's a little bit mind blowing. Cause you're like, yeah, wow. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I was doing while I was listening to the podcast. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm nodding my head. That makes sense. 
And then when you really absorb it, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so that was kind of the first thing. And then after that, he starts to talk about this thing called the habit loop. And that is how we uh, we form habits, right? So the habit loop starts off with a cue. So there's something that happens or there's something that you do that kind of initiates the habit. So you start with your cue and then it is the action and then the reward. And what creates the habit is the repetition. So the cue happens, which triggers you to do whatever the action of the habit is. And then you receive the reward from that habit. So whatever it is, if you know, if it's eating sweets, if you know, it's that that dopamine trigger in your brain, it's like, mm, this is good. This makes me happy. If it's smoking that cigarette, it's the nicotine. That's the reward. Um, whatever it is, um, the action will necessitate the uh, the award and then you do it again and again. So it's the repetition that forms the action. But when you're in it, it's called the habit loop. And that makes sense, right? What was interesting about that to me is when you start talking about identifying your cues. And so I'm like, oh, you know, that really got to me. I was like, man, what, what are my cues? Because part of trying to break a habit is knowing what your cues are. Like, how, how do I even start to, you know, this action? Like, where does it come from? And so literally it could be anything. It could be something that you hear. It could be something that you do. It could be something that's already in your, something that's already in your, your routine that that might necess necessitate this habit loop, right? So what was really important to me was just kind of identifying what your cues are. Like if I can figure out where it starts, then that's where I should start in figuring out how to stop it. So kind of identifying your cues was really important. Um, figuring out, is it something that I'm doing? Is it is it something that I see, something that I hear? Like what is it that's triggering me to begin the habit loop, thus following through with this habit? And and nine times out of 10, obviously it's something that I don't want to do. So I definitely want to figure out what's triggering that so I can stop it. You know, it's kind of like start, it's, you know, stopping it at the root. And so the idea of identifying your cues was pretty important, um, especially in this, you know, idea of how we form uh, habits. So, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, how we form them, it may have something to do with how we stop them. Um, so identifying your cues was really mind blowing for me. And then we moved on to the fact that you can't really remove bad habits, which in and of itself was like, you know, like, wow, like what, what do you mean? We can't remove bad habits. I mean, even the language that we use, break a bad habit. We, we talk about it all the time. And I'm sure that there's things that we do that we're, we would love to remove. Like, I'd love to stop doing that. Um, but according to the science and according to the research, you can't really remove a bad habit, but you can replace them. 
So I thought that was amazing. So in the podcast, Stephen goes on to explain this experiment with the mice and a maze and how, you know, all of that, that works and how scientists discovered that you really can't remove a bad habit, but you can replace it. And so it's almost like, well, these things are hardwired in our brain. And so you can't, it's like once it's there, it's always there. You know, you're never going to be without it. But it's almost like you can override it. And so that goes back to the habit loop. So you identify your cues, which necessitate that habit and give you that reward. And so he tells a story about his dad. His dad was a smoker. And so, you know, was trying to, to quit smoking. And so once you identify what the cue is, you want to kind of change the habit but you're still going to get some kind of reward. So um, he knew what his cues were. And so what he did is he replaced the cigarettes with lollipops. And so the habit loop is the same. We're still going to have the same cue. We're still doing the same action and we're still going to get a, a reward. And so rather than uh, lighting up a cigarette, I'm going to pop a lollipop in my mouth. And so that's how he got out of the habit of smoking. He replaced it with candy. And so the, the bad habit was there and then he kind of overrode it. However, the bad habit is still going to be hardwired in his brain. So it's not, I mean, it, you know, it's not to say that, he couldn't ever return to smoking. He could, he could. I mean, we've all been there where we've been doing so good with not doing something that we're not supposed to, or, or we felt like we had broken that bad habit. And then here we go. We catch ourselves doing it again. Um, and so it's not to say that, you know, he won't keep this up forever, but there is a possibility that he could return to that bad habit because it's still there. And so, again, that's why I say go listen to this podcast, because when he explains it with the research and the mice, you kind of understand, you know, what, how they arrived to that conclusion, but also what goes into that. Like, you know, wow, like I really can't get rid of that bad habit, but it's almost like I can modify it. I can, I can almost morph it into something that's better for me. And so that idea was kind of interesting because it, it makes you kind of rethink everything that you've always thought. Because like I said, it's in the language. We talk about breaking bad habits all the time, but that's not really something that you can do. You can replace the habit, replace the bad habit with a better habit. And so that was, I think that was probably the well, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say that was probably the most mind blowing thing of the whole podcast, but it's not because I'm just looking at the, the next thing that I want to talk about. And I'm like, wow, it's pretty mind blowing too. all around just the information coming from this podcast and, and what you get from it is just really beneficial in moving forward, especially this time of year in kind of establishing how you want to move forward in your year, what you want to do with it, your goal setting and um, how to be successful, right? So kind of just understanding the ins and outs of it so you can be better 
um, and it's it's approaching the situation in a different way. And so this information is just really amazing. And then the last thing that I really took away from this podcast was that willpower is not enough. And so as he explains in the podcast, willpower can also can almost be thought of as like a muscle, right? And muscles get tired. When you use a muscle over and over and over again, they get tired. And willpower is like that. So again, he explains, you know, there's research and there's experiments done to kind of monitor this and and see how this plays out. And so when you hear a lot of people say, oh, you just need a little willpower, you just need a little self-control or whatever the case may be. The thing is, is it takes a lot of effort and energy to sustain, you know, and to abstain. And so you're sitting here and you're thinking about it and it's like, I'm not going to eat the candy. I'm not going to eat the candy. I'm not going to eat the candy. And sooner or later you get tired and you just give in and you're like, dog, I'm just going to eat the candy (laughs) because willpower alone is not enough. And it takes a lot for you to sit there and deny yourself, you know, whatever it is. And so that coupled with all of the other things that go into forming habits, why we continue to to do habits, whether they be good or bad, kind of gives you a little bit more of an understanding of ways that you may be sabotaging yourself because you may think, well, I just have the most willpower and you know, this isn't going to beat me. I'm going to beat it, blah, 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 blah. But having an understanding that willpower runs out (laughs) is one of those things that also needs to be replenished. You can't hold out forever. Um, Really kind of makes you look at certain situations a little bit differently. And um, again, just another way that my mind is blown. I'm like, wow, you know, it's, And for me, I joke all the time and tell, you know, I have no self-control, I have no willpower, you know, but it also makes me re-examine that because it could be that I'm, you know, in trying to strengthen my willpower or have more self-control, it could be one of the ways that I am sabotaging myself when I'm trying to form new habits or break bad ones. And so just kind of hearing that willpower is a muscle and it does get tired, um, it kind of makes me feel a little bit better about how I approach certain things, um, especially when it's a situation where I'm denying myself something or whatever. And so that coupled with everything else that I talked about and everything else that he talked about in his podcast really shine a light on things that I can do to make myself more successful when I'm thinking about goal setting, when I'm thinking about practicing better habits, and when I'm thinking about some of the habits that I have now that maybe I would like to replace. And so it's from everything, from the language that we use, like I didn't say break this habit, I said replace this habit. Um, From understanding the habit loop and identifying my cues, and then to, you know, understanding the role that stress plays in this situation as well as the role that willpower plays in this situation so just phenomenal information 
I thought that it was amazing and and great and and timely. Just especially this the kickoff of the year, we're thinking about ways that we want to change and things that we want to do better and maybe things that we'd like to do less of um and just how to make ourselves more successful kind of understanding a little bit more of what we can be doing to move um, in that successful way and less of, or even ways that we might be sabotaging ourselves. So again, just understanding it, you know, things that are happening in our brains, how we process things, you know, what cues are making us do things, you know, the repetition of things is, it's amazing just to have that understanding and an extra layer. Um, because for me, the more I know, the more successful I will be. And so that is how I operate and something that makes me feel great about moving forward and what I want to do. So I definitely feel better with this knowledge. I will definitely be approaching my goal setting and my habit making and breaking, or maybe not breaking, but replacing. There you go. Habit making and replacing much differently Um, This information makes me feel a lot more confident um, and moving forward at the top of the year with some of the goals that I have for myself this year and ways that I want to make myself better. And so, like I said, please deep dive, go listen to the diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett, how we make and break habits. You're going to get a lot of great information out of that. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I hope it gives you something to think about. Um, that's really what the purpose of this is and how I want to move forward with this podcast. I want people to think, um, I want to open up your minds to things that you didn't know, things that you knew little about, or maybe things that you had one opinion on, and now you have a little bit more to think about. Um, so I hope it was beneficial and guys, please go to the show notes, leave me your comments, leave me your opinions, your suggestions. Let me know what you want to hear in 2023. I'm crossing my fingers to give you even more comment content this year. So again, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was beneficial and until next time, happy new year's guys. Bye.